The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. We're digging deeper with Dee Dee Denslow on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, welcome back to TNT Radio. Yes, this is a Sunday episode of Digging Deeper here with me, Dee Dee Denslow. Uh, you've just been listening to the wonderful Kate Shamarani. And actually today it is my last show of 2023. One of my New Year's resolutions was to make it to the end of 2023 in one piece, uh, not in a gulag somewhere, and still working for TNT Radio. So I managed to achieve that. Uh, I hope you uh, stay with us for the two hours got an interesting show lined up my last show of the year first up as always at the end of the month i've got my old mucker uh, rohan heatley here uh he's in the studio right now facing me uh he's looking very smart as well i said you're on you're on tv today you're going to be live on youtube rumble uh, uh, uh odyssey uh Facebook, Twitter, we're live everywhere. So go and check out uh, those, or you can go and check out the tntradio.live website. Uh, we are live on video there and on audio, and we've got a live chat merch. Go and buy yourself some Christmas presents. Uh, and Rohan, because I said, hey, we're live on TV, he's looking very, very smart, and he's quite light. Normally, he's he's like he's like a little like a little golem type creature with his dressing gown in darkness. But today, he has come out into the light for our last show, and we will be talking about US politics uh gay sex in the senate because of course uh, that is what you do uh, uh maybe we'll touch on ukraine he sent me an interesting story about more trees being massacred here in the southwest of england and not planned but i see people talking about it in the live chat and i've got an old story that we've never talked that i've never got around to talking about and that's the latest on the moon the moon landings and about and what the russians or more importantly what does ai think about the moon landing images and then coming up at 1 p.m uh, i've got Anne marie waters she has been on my list of people that i've wanted to talk to just like nick griffin just like jada franson uh, uh Anne marie waters uh she used to be a uh, leader of ukip uh she or leader of uh britain first she was a member of the ukip party uh, she's been a big uh, advocate uh, in opposition uh, of illegal immigration into the uk uh, and so for my last guest of 2023 i get to speak to Anne marie waters so i hope that you stay here with us uh, i see i'll get some guest suggestions in the live chat this morning uh please if you want to email me guest suggestions darren at tntradio.live you can find me on twitter at walsned w-o-l-s-n-e-d for those who haven't worked it out yet that's my surname denslow backwards um and for everybody else uh please uh stay with us because i'm going right over there's no break anymore at 10 past so i'm just going to go straight over to rohan rohan thanks for coming on my last show of the year it's very appropriate that you're my guest uh, excuse the the slight mocking uh of your dark golem like nature uh, i'm really pleased to see you here coming out in the light uh, into the light how are you my friend Oh, it's always a pleasure to be here, as always. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I am kind of a some sort of forest creature quite often. I do dwell with my robe in my in my little cave, so it's almost all fine. 
Hey, hey, it's all good, mate. It's all good. It's a good look. I, I actually like it. Uh, we've got a load of stories lined up, some interesting, some more interesting than others. We'll go straight into it. Uh, we'll leave the gay sex in the Senate just for a few moments uh, because uh, President Putin has said uh, no peace until Ukraine goals are achieved. Uh, he will not even enter into negotiations uh, with the Ukrainians until one, uh, the 2024 election u.s election has been taken place and has been resolved and i'm pretty sure if the dems stay in power it'll be another four years before there'll be any more uh, any chance of negotiations uh, between russia and ukraine or russia and the u.s which is what it will really be uh the denazification uh of ukraine and until all the other goals of the special military operation have been achieved that includes the demilitarization uh, of ukraine while the west still pumps in weapons in fact in the latest round of uh, freebies for ukraine because lenski's been out with his begging bowl uh, the us have managed to find, find down the back of the sofa yet another 60 billion dollars worth of weapons however it may well be uh, the last aid sent to ukraine uh Rohan, what do you think about um uh what putin is saying no negotiations the slaughter will continue if you keep attacking us um that's basically uh, his attitude towards ukrainians can you see this conflict lasting another three months six months well, it's, it's definitely a smart position to take. Uh, as you said, like the election is going to play a massive part in, in how this, this conflict goes for the next sort of four years moving forward. I imagine that Trump would have a very different response to this than, than, uh, Biden currently has. The, the aid train definitely won't be so forthcoming to Zelensky. I imagine as he does seem to be, uh, to a large degree, a, a Biden puppet. So we, we, I, I think that Biden um, or Putin very understandably wants to he, he's saying that he he's putting a halt on it kind of like a ceasefire but as you say a defensive one if, if people want to get frisky he's willing to respond but he's just going to put a cap on it until the end of next year and and i think that also the the media has has largely given up on ukraine so i think it's in the west best interest to kind of put a halt on this no government wants to to be seen pumping a large amount of money into ukraine at the moment i mean people have already thought like given up on the israel the israel narrative so people are now you know concentrating on keeping the money at home and, and focusing on on the needs you know over christmas the the sort of like the homeless needs is, is, a, is a big narrative in america and I think people no longer have the patience for the, the conflict in Ukraine. Uh, do you think as the 2024 election cycles, both here in the UK and in the USA, uh, heat up? Uh, and I believe that 2024 is going to be probably the most stressful and hectic year yet. If we thought COVID 2020 to 2023 uh, were a difficult time, uh, I suspect we haven't seen anything like 2024, which is about to hit us. It's only a few weeks away. Uh, do, you, do you think that, in particular the US, they're going to try and sort of turn their back and tiptoe away from these conflicts that they're funding, particularly Ukraine, but Israel as well? I think they already have. I mean, like uh, one of the most strongest and effective messages of, of Trump's campaign is the the sort of putting America first and, and the needs of American first. And I think that, that you know, so the homeless crisis, the border crisis, I think Biden understands that defeat is absolutely guaranteed in the election if he doesn't start to funnel money to these needs at home. 
and, and, and it's just going to be a free win for Trump and his campaign if these aid packages to Ukraine and Israel keep continue. So the, they're already sort of moving away from it from a media perspective. But I, I will expect to see the money from the government fund like well dry up very soon. Uh, but Trump is a big is actually a big fan and supporter of Israel. Now he's always been described as the anti-war pro, uh, president. A meme was, you know, uh, oh look at all the bombs and wars that Obama started. Oh look at all the wars that President Trump didn't start. Uh, do you, uh, it's, it's, he's made it quite clear that he would end uh, the Ukraine-Russian conflict in 24 hours. I believe it could be solved uh, that quickly with the right person in charge in the USA. Uh, but what about the Israel-Gaza conflict? Will Trump still continue to support that with the American establishment saying uh, money and weapons are unlimited when it with regards to Israel? That there, there is no there is going to be no deadline, uh, particularly with the current establishment. Will Trump continue that? It is a big risk, obviously, there. I mean, Trump has proven himself a staunch friend of Israel. He was the first president to kind of uh, have the gumption to to move the the embassy, embassy actually to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. So it would be interesting to see whether he consider, uh, continues to support for war, because he's always had an anti-conflict stance, anti-escalation stance. So I would hope that he would be supportive of, of Israel and their existence, but would try to, you know, extend seas fires potentially lower the devastation that's going on because i think israel's they've made their message pretty clear at this point and unless they plan to just you know put the nail in the coffin and wipe out the palestinians for good it's probably a good time to to retreat and take stock after this military action yeah, fingers crossed that that is the case, particularly with Israel and Gaza, because uh, I think it were approaching 20,000 dead uh, Gazans, and you know, almost half of that is children. Uh, another problem that the Democrats have got at, uh, going on uh, at the moment, the latest uh, a bit sordid story uh, coming out of the USA. Let me just bring the story up here on my screen. Uh, a Democrat congressional aide who was fired for filming a gay sex tape in the Senate, and it was doing the rounds yesterday. You saw, well, if you had a good look, I, I didn't. I saw the blurred out version, thank God. Uh, it's facing possible criminal charges after its X-rated clip swept the internet. Uh, Aiden Mays uh, Sapowski, 24, was fired by Maryland Senator Ben Cardin Saturday afternoon, less than a day, after a lewd video showing two men having sex in the Senate hearing room was exposed. Uh, the Capitol Police are reportedly now investigating the explicit incident which occurred in the same room where Supreme Court justice nominees are grilled by senators. The aide, who appeared in a 2020 campaign video with Joe Biden, already sparked backlash as he released his own statement on LinkedIn on Friday night, alleging that he is being attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. Now, I don't know if you've seen, I think there's a video clip. I haven't seen the video clip, all right? Don't worry, I haven't been there, you know, drooling over some gay senator's aide who was bent over in this. I mean, what, what sort of people are we letting into the political establishment, uh, Rohan? Uh, and what do you make of this story? 
I mean, there there is indeed quite a, a fun video, which I fortunately saw the blurred version of. Uh, and I don't think this has anything really to do with him being gay, but more the fact that he filmed a sex tape at his work location. Because I think there have been many stories of uh, women sort of doing OnlyFans content or sort of explicit content at their place of work and, and getting fired for it. So it's it's not exactly the, the first case of this type of thing occurring, but for it to occur in, in the capital, building you know it, it is quite a large scandal i think it's one of those worst kept secrets of all of these places of high government that you know that there's the the famous kind of cocaine and hookers sort of narrative going on there and i think what has become a now infamous tweet by jill biden uh, running up to the 2020 election the decency being on the ballot it's like well we now have uh, gay sex being filmed in the capitol building we have a uh, transgender activist being topless on the White House grounds, we have cocaine being found, we have Hunter Bryden and all kinds of sordid things that he's into. And it seems that, you know, decency was definitely on the ballot. It's just that the sides might have been slightly misrepresented because, boy, it's, uh, some Sodom and Gomorrah level stuff is going on in, in the American government right now. Yeah. Uh, you forgot that bold bloke who wears lipstick and he's got a moustache. Oh, yes. And yeah, you forgot him. And he had a fetish for uh, uh, stealing uh, other people's luggage and clothing and then wearing it. You know, I go, look, I stole it and I'm going to wear it in a public position. He was responsible for uh, all things nuclear in the US because that's the sort of person that you would put in charge of such an important role. Uh, the level of debauchery, the wokeness, the, the decrepit, the lack of decency uh, in reference to that tweet by Jill Biden is um, quite extreme in the USA. It has been since Biden uh, took over. Um, why is that? Is it deliberate? And how the hell can Biden or the Democrats possibly win? Who would vote for them after the last four years? I think it's uh, it's definitely deliberate, and uh, as as with many things, it has this kind of uh, hilarious mirroring of history. You know, it's like if you think of the the times of ancient Rome and those horrible sort of decadent emperors like Caligula or Nero. You know, we're entering a period like that where the the powers that be are being very open with their their hedonism and debauchery, because uh, yeah, they, they they seem to think that their power is so absolute that the 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 the, the people at large won't reprimand them for this behavior. But I think we are seeing a, a big turning point with uh, a lot of the House members and Senate members have been kind of warning that this has been going on for a while. And, and we're seeing this in, in live action, you know, uncensored, if you so wish. And and it's it's all coming to a head here, and with the 2024 looming, they're they're starting on a terrible campaign position. I, I can see their their points slumping even more than they already have after this one. Yeah, I mean, and this aide, you know, um, you know, I saw the story going around. I wasn't sure what it was about. I thought it was Hunter Biden at first. I thought Hunter Biden had gone into the Senate and because he likes to take pictures of everything that he does, uh, especially if it's uh, sexual or drug related or firearm related, because you know you, you've got to document everything. Why not? You're the you're the you're the president's son. But it makes me think of some of the Labour candidates at uh, the left here in the UK, in my local council here in Plymouth, but not far from you, to be fair, Rohan, uh, and uh, it. Does it does seem that some of the worst, most mentally ill, most depraved,
most, uh, you know, generally, no offense to people who are gay, but they are often very woke, part of the rainbow community. We've got some non-binary people. Uh, we've got some trans people in our council. Does politics really generally just attract uh the worst in our society and and subsequently we're ruled over by these people the worst that society has to offer well there, there have actually been a few studies done on this type of thing recently i mean largely by people like jordan peterson into like sort of the the psychology of people who who fall to prey to these types of ideologies and it is no coincidence that you know when you look at the the worst of the woke people they tend to be these sort of foaming at the mouth dyed hair sort of people that that that, that look ruined you know they look like disheveled and, and 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 like they they've lost all sort of sense of order and meaning and 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 the whole the, the the term queer itself is a political term that that, that all of the literature that exists with it is like you know just being gay isn't being queer to be queer is to rebel against the status quo so when you see all of these you know these queer marches the queer for palestine what they're really doing is signaling that they are of that that political tribe and and to rally all the other communists so that's why there, there's this great vitriol for organizations like gays against groomers or or any sort of gay person that has the nerve to kind of step off the plantation, similar to how black conservatives are treated and, and called Uncle Toms. You know, you look at people like, um, why is his name escaping me now? He's been in Israel. Um, Douglas Douglas Murray, Murray. You know, he's, oh, he, he's he he gets he gets lambasted a lot. Dave Rubin gets lambasted a lot for for being a you know a gay who isn't queer. So it, it, yeah, it's definitely no coincidence, and the science is, is is starting to support this idea that these people go after the mentally vulnerable. It, it, it's the very a lot of the strategies of the the socialists are very similar to the indoctrination of a cult. Mm-hmm. And they want to spread their ideology by getting into positions of power and therefore entering into politics. And they were probably bullied at school or uh, had some other trauma in the past, which has led them to be the sort of person who wants to, to, to uh, implement and force on the public their ideas and their thinking. And that probably, uh, in a nutshell, explains how we've got where we are in 2023 or at the end of 2023 and gives us so much more to look forward to in 2024. Like gay sex in the Senate. Uh, and probably nothing will happen to that guy, even though there are people languishing in the cell from J6, even though we know that they committed no crimes and they were allowed into the Capitol buildings uh, in the USA. Uh, but nothing will happen to, to this character. Um, I forget his name already. Not that important. All right, when we come back after the break, Rohan, uh, we're going to be talking about your favorite subject, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, his polling numbers in the USA uh, continue to increase, particularly in categories that he probably doesn't want, you know, because Trump's a massive racism, isn't he? And yet there seems to be a massive increase in black voters or black support uh, for Donald Trump. So please stay right with us here on TNT Radio. Jeremy now on TNT Radio. Being South African, I'm, I know the situation and it's incredibly dire. Basically, our farmers, mostly white, have been under attack for years and years and years. And when I say attack, I mean that physically, don't I? Yes, um, since the dawn of democracy in South Africa, since 1994, we had an average of uh, one farm attack every second day. Um, so it averaged 
ages around uh, 175 to 190 farm attacks every year. And we had a farm murder on average every fifth day. Um, but over the last few months, both those numbers have picked up. Murders in other sectors of society are not accompanied by the same levels of brutality and torture as you will find in farm murders. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk we don't rock, rock. we talk. talk. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. And welcome back to TNT Radio. You're here on Digging Deeper with me, D.D. Denslow. Uh, I'm talking to Rohan Heatley. We was just talking about the goings-on in the Senate, American politics. We'll talk about Trump in just a sec. Big shout-out to everybody in the live chat. I can see you all uh, communicating away. Big shout-out to Jock, James, Heather, Mally's in there, Nige. Nige had a joke. Buzz. Oh, Kate Shamarani has put some comments in there too. Uh, and Nige had a joke. Uh, where's his joke? Uh, the bloke who stole the luggage definitely has a case to answer, which I thought was reasonably amusing. So keep your comments uh, coming in there. I will have um, uh, have a look. If you've got any questions for me, for Rohan, or for my guest coming up, uh, Anne-Marie Waters, uh, please share with me. Uh, okay, Trump, Rohan. Uh, Trump now beating Biden uh, in uh, seven states. Uh, the current uh, frontrunners to win the respective parties' nominations are Donald Trump and Joe Biden, with less than one year before the 2024 presidential election. Uh, so uh, let's just have a look at some of the stats. Uh, Trump is leading Biden in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, and all by at least 5% or more in terms of current polling. Uh, he is also now leading in seven of the swing slates, Rohan. Um, and the majority of this increase in support uh, for Donald Trump has come from black voters and Hispanic voters. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it's been quite a big increase uh, since 2020. And if I remember rightly, he had a big increase in black and Hispanic uh, support in 2020, which leaves me two questions similar to what we were talking about before. Is there anyone left actually voting for Joe Biden? Because it seems like, you know, Donald Trump's just sweeping up everybody. Uh, and it sort of gives us an indication of who the real racists in the USA are. Um, I'm just going to give you a little guess who it is. Uh, it isn't Donald Trump. Uh, comments on, on the polling numbers. Uh, uh, Donald Trump is legal cases, uh, anything uh, surrounding that individual. 
Right, in, in what has now become an infamous sort of interview with, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, with uh, sort of Joe Rogan, like even he had to admit that no one really supports Joe Biden anymore, even if they're a staunch supporter of the party. And you can see with these polls, like his, his support is absolutely tanking. And uh, what has long been a thing that the Democrats have relied on is the support of minority communities. And as you say, Trump has already begun to erode those with the uh, 2016 and 2020, but the, the latest polls come coming out are seeing, you know, I mean, there's still a vast majority support among the black community for Democrats, but he is stealing, you know, what is it's like 16% of the black vote, you know, Biden's dropping down, you've got a lot of black voters that, you know, just straight up don't want either candidate. And in Hispanic support, you know, he's he's almost at 50-50. So it, it, the, the Trump is definitely rising up with minorities, despite the narrative of him being this, yeah, this racist boogeyman. Because the reality is, during his presidency, uh, a stat that he would often laud, is that the unemployment rates of black people and, and Hispanic people were at a historic low. You know, nobody get, you know, supported these minority communities more than Trump did. I mean, he did over-exaggerate it a bit, saying that he was the best thing for, for those communities since Lincoln, you know, maybe going a bit far. But uh, he, he de definitely did provide years of prosperity for these people. And now that they've had the contrast of the Biden in years, people are realizing that Trump is a much better answer for, for America. Uh, I actually have come to the conclusion, and my conclusions change, my opinions change, and I go backwards and forwards on Donald Trump. Sometimes I think he's a force for good, sometimes I think he's a force for bad, sometimes I think he's all part of the plan and we're all just being played, which of course is always true. Um, but I do think right now, unless Donald Trump wins in 2024. We may as well just all pack our bags and go home because I think another four years of Democrat rule, uh, the world will not survive. I, I don't think we'll make it to that much lauded date of 2030 if we have another four years of, I don't know, Joe Biden or someone like Gavin Newsom or, or even worse, that horrid, horrid cackling woman, uh, Kamala Harris um, or anyone from the, Michelle Obama. Do you think that the American media, which seem to be much more supportive of Trump now, even though they push this like, we hate Trump, Trump's going to ruin, Trump's going to start wars, Trump's a racist, you're still getting that, but in a watered-down way. Do you think that the uh, American media, in particular, want another Donald Trump presidency? After all, it's good for a few coins. Well, yeah, Donald Trump did uh, produce an immense amount of money for the mass media. I mean, many newspaper and media companies were getting ready to go bankrupt before the Trump presidency rolled around. So they will make a lot of money out of him being in charge. And I think a lot of people have realized that his rise to power is kind of inevitable. I mean, like Biden's presidency has been so incredibly catastrophic, like just gaff after gaff, that there's it's irredeemable. And they've they failed most crucially in having backup candidates. Like people like Pete Buttigieg that they were kind of grooming to be this this new new powerhouse, you know, this this gay man from Texas, you know, a great person to try and unite both aisles as a Democrat candidate, but he's just constantly failed in all of his attempts. Like Gavin Newsom is just incredibly unlikable, you know, even loses debates to Ron DeSantis. So they don't have anybody that they can replace Biden for. And Biden is obviously 
you know his most recent appearances he's he's completely gone off the the track like his dementia is accelerating at this point to the point where it can no longer be hidden i wouldn't be surprised if they you know before the election ends up happening they do the 25th amendment and you end up with a very brief period of president you know kamala harris but in this case they they don't have a candidate to run so their best option is to just kind of accept that Donald Trump's going to get in there and try and get ahead of the curve, try and embed as many sort of nefarious actors in his camp as they can, because that's how they got him the first time. You know, people like Mike Pence was always a, a plant. I think that Trump was naive enough that he thought that ally himself was with Pence was the smart way to get the evangelical vote, not realizing uh -huh. that he was just inviting a snake into his camp. And Bolton, you know, having him as an advisor was a very Ill, Ill mistake. So it took Trump a good sort of year and a half, two years to weed out all of these people that have been planted into his campaign as a sabotage. So I think that now that the, the, the establishment knows that Trump is going to win, they're probably doing everything they can to put, put new moles in his organization. Okay. And, and, and just finally then, uh, finally, two things, yeah? One, uh, you can think, you can answer this question last, okay? Has the Democratic presidency, the Biden presidency, done anything that's positive in the last uh, four years? And if they know that Trump is going to win, if they know in a fair race, side by side, there is absolutely zero chance that Biden can win. Uh, you know, there has been lots of rumors flying around. Me and you have had conversations about potential cyber attacks or, you know, an asteroid of doom coming down or war or whatever. Something that they could utilize to prevent the election actually happening. Do you think that they will do that? And is there anything positive? that the Biden presidency has uh, produced in the last four years? I think, yeah, the biggest problem is that the Biden presidency hasn't borne any good fruit. I mean, at least Obama could kind of point to Obamacare and hoist that up as a, as a big success story. But, but the, the entire Biden presidency has been failure after failure, beginning with that catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. And now we're in the situation where if they really do want to prevent a Donald Trump presidency, the only option they have is, is some sort of cyber attack or, or, or it might try the pandemic again or there is always that obscure clause in it that that means that if a nuclear weapon is utilized they have the ability to suspend the election and i i very much hope that they aren't going to drop a, a nuclear device just so that they can stop trump from winning the american presidency i think what is much more likely is you know the traditional position of sabotage and just laying mines i mean it's something that happens all the time in british politics when the pendulum swings between tory and labor you always leave some some nasty minefield for your opponent, some some budget that will only come to fruition like a year into their presidency that they'll have to deal with and be incredibly unpopular. So I expect what we will see throughout the start of 2024 will be the Democrats rushing to pass certain things that, as I say, will expire, you know, into shortly into his presidency and cause him a whole lot of trouble in getting the support he needs to 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 do what is probably going to be quite sweeping executive changes from day one, like uh, closing up the border. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope if Trump does win, and I just mean I'm a supporter, I just can't see any other candidate out there in the political system and the political theater that, that is able to come in uh, and be the bull in the China shop, which we'd hoped he, I hoped he would have been uh, first time round. Let's hope he is the next time, second time round. And he arrests a lot of people, but he does have a problem. And you mentioned about a minefield that might be waiting for him in his presidency. There's one waiting for Starmer and his uh, prime minister ministership uh, when he gets in power if he gets in power if a british election happens uh, and that is uh, excess deaths because it's not going away uh, the mainstream media this i've got an article here from the daily mail that was doing around uh, the mainstream media is now uh, more increasingly reporting on this more information is coming out of just about how terribly bad for you mrna vaccines are and just a reminder for those that are listening uh, mrna gene therapies experimental ones are the most dangerous medical product ever forced upon the public and this article from the daily mail uh two days ago uh, hundreds more middle-aged adults are dying every month since covid ended uh, an extra twenty-eight thousand deaths logged across the uk in the first six months of 2023 uh, Currently, and this this bit isn't reported in the Daily Mail, it's around 50,000 so far for 2023. We'll probably end up with about 60,000 extra dead here in the UK, which is over a thousand extra a week. This is affecting all age groups, um, uh, all categories of people. It doesn't matter if you were already sick or you were perfectly healthy, people seem to be dropping dead like flies. Now, Trump is responsible for Operation Warp Speed. Here we had Johnson's Operation Moonshot. I would never take part in anything called Moonshot, yeah? Because that sounds like, um, you know, a one in a million chance. It's a moonshot, yeah? yeah you definitely don't want to be taking a jab that comes under that umbrella or that title. Uh, the excess deaths aren't going away. I, personally, am expecting them to increase as the years go on. We're just seeing the beginning uh, of this problem. Uh, this is going to affect labor uh comments on excess deaths how is it going to affect the pre future presidency and prime ministership uh, of the uk and usa rohan i think the the covid response in general is is the one of the greatest political minds you can lay for, for any establishment and i think every country in the world is going to fear it feel its wrath coming up the excess deaths are a glowing statistic that no one can ignore like memes are, are proliferating it even on sort of like even the zoomers are talking about this type of stuff on TikTok. so i think it, the elephant can no longer be ignored and the media are beginning to realize like they they are with with trump becoming presidency that attempting to manipulate the pendulum attempting to rig the game is gonna get people killed i mean we're, we're, we're very much on the edge of a violent uprising in many places in the world i mean there are there are riots there are people spreading manures on government buildings there are people burning things down it's it's the the, the, the sort of establishment is beginning to realize that stirring the hornet's nest you know should only go so far and and maybe they're 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 starting to retreat and take stock, and, and realize that if they admit to some of these things, uh, it might buy them some will from the public and hopefully keep their head from the guillotine. Because this is also a, a very common strategy 
that sort of socialist regimes and authoritarian regimes use in general. It's like how um, Stalin famously sort of aired the, 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 the bad laundry of some people before him and then Gorbachev later on in an effort to, to earn goodwill for the Soviet Union. And it looked like he, he owed up to the crimes of Stalin and, and the previous. So, so airing previous dirty laundry to buy goodwill is a common strategy. And I think we may ent be entering a phase like that right now with the media because the tensions do need to very much be calmed down. Yeah, uh, I got another statistic here. Uh, this is just for uh, uh, malignant neoplasms. Uh, actually, it's, it's uh, types of which is a just fancy way of saying cancer. Yeah, I've got everyone's heard now the new, the latest illness that everybody's an expert on now. All of a sudden, turbo cancers. We're all myocarditis experts. Uh, footballers in particular uh, are an expert on heart disease. All of a sudden, you never thought you know, they, they might be able to use that as a, a career in the future. Uh, so, big shout out to Tom Lockyer. Uh, I hope he is okay. I do mean that. But we had another footballer collapse yesterday. That's his second collapse in six months. So it might not be vaccine related, but we've got this. I've got some data here on cancers. This is from 2020. Yeah. In 2021, cancers went up between 11 and 32%. Yeah. Fast forward to now, some cancers, like skin cancers, are up 74% since the vaccine rollout. Um, it's becoming increasingly difficult uh, to hide these excess deaths. Um, do you think it's enough to get people to get out in the streets and riot in 2024 or protest, not riot, protest in a vociferous way? Oh yeah, as CNN would say, I think there will be some peaceful protests over over these types of things, and I believe that that Italy is already they, they they're allowing murder charges to be brought against their their sort of health minister. So I think the the repercussions of this will be very serious. I mean, during when it was going on, there are a lot of people making calls for some sort of Nuremberg 2.0. I wouldn't be surprised if this does end up in in some sort of international trial because many countries are culpable here. Uh, and it's what what do you really do? How do you bring punishment against these these organizations like Pfizer and Moderna? It's like what jurisdiction even has the right to bring this type of lawsuit? So we, we might see some sort of special event like that hasn't been seen since Nuremberg in order to to, to bring them to justice. But, you know, what, what even would be justice? I think the, the similarity we're seeing with a lot of these is that the, the supposedly the, the vaccine might you know, in, interfere with immune responses because after after all, like cancer, the the rates do increase as the immune system decreases. You know, like because the your immune system will destroy cancerous cells by itself, and that that's just why it's no coincidence that the older you get, the more prone you are to cancer, and because you know, also more mutations will occur. So these things, there is definitely a pattern forming that can't be ignored that has been called out by people at the time. And, and the, the media and the governments have been the ones saying that all of these doctors were wrong and that all of their stuff was fear-mongering, but we're seeing the pattern play out. The evidence mm -hmm. doesn't lie. I mean, that's supposed to be what science ultimately is, is, is what you follow the evidence. Yeah, and you know, um, you, you talk about the doctors that got smeared and censored, said, oh, we're going to have real problems with immunity, we're going to have problems with turbo cancers, we're going to have problems with excess deaths because of these mRNA vaccines. And quite a lot of those censored and silenced doctors through the COVID era made some much more ghastly predictions with regards to fertility and excess deaths and as the conspiracy theorists have about a 72 to zero track record on being right i'm actually very very concerned 
that starting from 2024, leading all the way up to that magnificent 2030 date, uh, we are going to see an increase in excess deaths. This isn't just uh, the overhead cost of the vaccine program, and it will all be gone and and, and brushed under the rug uh, in the next few months. I think we're only just seeing the beginning and that this is going to be a long-term issue that the political establishment cannot avoid forever. And we're already seeing with the efforts of Andrew Bridgen in the Houses of Parliament here in the UK that uh, and elsewhere, Canada, USA, Australia, they're all sort of doing their own investigations away from the official COVID inquiries that they've set up to investigate themselves in those countries. Um, uh, more and more people are starting to talk about it uh, in official way. And um, yeah, all eyes on excess deaths. It's my big thing. It's what I talk about on an almost daily basis to the point of uh, extreme boredom. Well, we're going to uh, uh, a break now. Uh, when we come back, Rohan, we're going to talk about trees and moons. Good combination of topics there. So please stay right with us here on TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. In a shocking development that surprised no one, Hunter Biden failed to show up for his congressional deposition today. Moreover, California Representative Eric Swallowswell aided and abetted Hunter thumbing his nose at the Congress by working with Hunter's attorney so Hunter could avoid testifying. Will Hunter be held in contempt of Congress? Well, if so, so what? So was Eric Holder, nothing was done. But you see, when Democrats are in charge and they hold somebody in contempt of Congress, well, their door gets busted down, they get taken out at 5 a.m. with CNN there to broadcast the whole proceedings, the way Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, and Alex Jones were treated. Will Hunter be treated the same way? <laughs> you funny man, of course he won't. But if there's any justice in the world, Santa won't be bringing Hunter another laptop this Christmas. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. What are you talking about, man? Look at his stats. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. We're digging deeper with Dee Dee Denslow on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, welcome back to TNT Radio. You're here with me, D.D. Denslow, uh, for the next hour and 15 minutes. And you get, well, 15 more minutes of Rohan Heatley. Uh, and I do have a comment in here that I do need to uh, touch on. Uh, and this is from Red uh, in the live trap. Trump was in charge during the COVID scam and takes proud responsibility for warp speed. Any comment on this specifically? Uh, and I will chuck that as somebody who is, I'm not going to call you a Trump 
uh, of file, but you are a fan of Trump more so than I am. My comment before I do chuck it to you is, uh, yeah, I don't approve of anything Trump did with regards to COVID. Uh, there isn't some big plan. It's all part of the plan. Follow the plan. No. Uh, and he does say that uh, warp speed was his greatest ever achievement. And that is coming from a man who says everything is his greatest ever achievement. In fact, every achievement he has made was the greatest in the world ever, according to Trump. And to top all of those achievements is warp speed. Comments, Ryan. Yeah, what can I say? I definitely don't agree with, with, with the sort of warp speed and the vaccine rollout thing. I mean, I, and I don't agree with him on, on a lot of his support for, for Bibi and Israel. So yeah, despite liking Trump and wanting to be in charge, I, I definitely don't agree with all of his stances. We just have to wait and see what happens in the uh, 2024 elections. And as I said at the beginning of this conversation, uh, there isn't really anyone else coming through in America. And he is the only wrecking ball, I think, coming through in America. Can't support RFK because he adamant. He thinks that the Palestinians are the most pampered people on the planet. And I'm like, mate, you need your head checked. 20,000 of them have just been turned to dust with American weapons. Uh, so uh, we ought that every politician has a weak spot, but Trump and RFK, for that matter, uh, both have big weak spots, warp speed and Israel. Anyway, back for closer to home, uh, Rohan. Uh, this is a story that you sent me. Uh, Torquay residents gobsmacked after 40 palm trees chopped down on the English Riviera. Palm trees have been chopped down on the seafront garden in Torquay, sparking an angry reaction from locals. The trees have been felled by Torbay Council, who said some showed significant signs of decline. It's part of the restoration of the Italian gardens for the 100th anniversary this year. Uh, actually, the residents said, do not cut down the trees, just like they said in Plymouth. Please, we do not. Here's a poll. Do you want the trees cut down? No. About 80, 90% uh, said no. A few shopkeepers said yes. They went and did it under the cover of darkness using an emergency authorization order. Something similar has just happened up the road in the English Riviera. We see it happening up and down the country. Why are they cutting down all the trees, uh, uh, Rohan? Uh, and what has been the public outcry? I think this is all part of a kind of larger pattern of what is basically kind of terrorism against the human soul almost with the the destruction of aesthetics and architecture and often in the name of restoration right or renovation it's like oh we're going to renovate this thing but then they never do or they replace it with some horrible concrete monstrosity when before you had some beautiful old gothic building or something and you see often these these people who are pushing this green agenda are the ones like cutting down these trees and ruining these these wonderful places i mean like like torquay is what any sort of foreigner might think of the the idyllic sort of british seaside you know with where you have the palm trees and the flowers and the boardwalks and like or it, it, it's such a magnificent place to visit and for them to just go and cut it all down it looks so depressing and gray now you know like because obviously all the, the flowers are out of season but with no trees and the winter it's it's they've completely destroyed the beauty of that location and i doubt that whatever they replace it with will have that same level of uh, of beauty and 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 attract the visitors you know to, to a place that relies on this tourism you know they're ruining these places they're ruining the the enjoyment that can people can get from their surroundings and we're just going to end up with everything replaced with boring concrete and skyscrapers like a lot of the down you know the worst american cities 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's an attack on uh, on the local population's soul. That's how I see it. Just the same as what happened here in Plymouth with the Plymouth uh, Chainsaw Tree Massacre. Uh, they have finally picked up the bodies uh, off Amada Way and off around around the city centre. The trees laid there for six months. They couldn't do anything with them. And they have started replacing the trees with these tiny you know, the, 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 the classes, I don't know, semi-mature trees, these saplings. But I see in the live chat, just as we were talking about this, uh, Rohan, uh, that people are talking about 5G. Oh, no, that's, an, that's, that's uh, you know, one of those crazy, crazy conspiracies. Don't talk about 5G. As someone mentioned to me last week, I think it was Ivor said to me, don't talk about 5G. Uh, but the reality is 5G will not work. Uh, if there are barriers in the way, it's not like radio waves that can diffract around corners. It needs line of sight. Do you think that the attack on trees, not just here in Plymouth and Torquay, but there's been Cambridge, Scotland, are everywhere. It seems to be that for climate change, we're cutting down trees. Could there be an ulterior motive, not just to hurt the soul uh, and the, 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 the humanity of the people who live there, because we like trees. I love seeing green trees. Uh, but because it interrupts with the signal for the future uh, surveillance and digital prison that's coming down around us. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that 5G is part of the agenda, but but largely it is, as you say, the surveillance state. I mean, if you look at what is currently occurring in China with their sort of facial recognition and surveillance technology, it's become, you know, almost a minority report levels where they can just pick you out of a crowd instantly, no matter where you are, even in a very crowded city. So you know, removing these line of sight obscuring things will allow the government to have constant, constant surveillance of us. And they'll do it under the excuse of renovation innovation or something but ultimately it is so they can maintain that sort of big brother surveillance state yeah i'm pretty sure that that's the case and if you dig into the proposals for the redevelopment of plymouth you'll see top top of those proposals with the most money is new surveillance systems and new camera systems uh coming in in plymouth so that's something for for us to all look forward to we can wave uh, as we're walking down the amada way with no trees there and finally and i saw people talking about this in the live chat they said darren can you explain how the moon creates the tides in the oceans and i thought that's quite interesting because i've got another story here to do with the moon and that's Google's AI technology analysis suggests Apollo 11 moon landing photos are fabricated. So first, the oceans. Uh, As the moon passes over the water of the oceans, the gravitational pull of the moon pulls or sucks the water up. And that's why we get high tides. And then when the moon passes over the oceans, the tides sink back down. In fact, the moon pulls up on the landmass as well. So the landmass, the planet heaves and breathes as the moon passes over. Uh, With regards to the fake footage, me and you have had many conversations about uh, uh, the veracity of the footage taken by uh, the Apollo moon landings. I'm I'm absolutely certain that the footage was almost certainly faked. I've, there is a video during the rounds. I haven't had it translated by a Russian, but I'm pretty sure it's certain it does say or does show Putin being showed these images with uh, um, Google AI interpreting or analyzing the images and and Putin being told that, oh, these American moon landing photos, they're fake. Are they fake, Ryan? 
I think it's it's quite a uncontroversial opinion that like even if we did actually reach the moon that the footage itself was faked because I mean it, you don't exactly get the type of fantastic sort of cinematic pictures and photography that were that were done and and the supposed sort of call to to Richard Dixon as well like there's a lot of suspicious sort of real time things that happen relating to the moon landing which was a colossal feat in and of itself let alone bringing back footage and and having sort of live calls while you're doing it because even if humans were managed to successfully pass through the radiation of space like the the film definitely wouldn't have uh, come come across unscathed i mean particularly as it, it wasn't didn't have any kind of shielding with it it was just a a very flimsy metal case because you had to keep the weight down for for the space travel and if you if anybody's seen what happens when when film gets exposed to radiation with the kind of sort of crackling particle effects with the little beads of light which will begin to appear on the film you know it, it's something that you would expect to see on, on this footage and the fact that you don't and also the the WikiLeaks sort of uh, evidence which seems to suggest that stanley kubrick as the memes have pointed out for years may have been roped in to to do the work on the moon landing i think that it's it's something that if you ask people today like you know, even if we reached the moon was the footage fake most people would agree with that so i i think that the AI technology, it's, it, it doesn't really come as a great surprise. Yeah, I mean, I, like, as I already said, uh, I'm certain that the footage was faked. You're right. The radiation would have destroyed any uh, Kodak. They used to use film. Remember when we used to film? We used to have negatives. Yeah, the radiation would have destroyed that instantly, and it probably would have cooked uh, the astronauts on their way there. So on the moon landing, uh, I'm just going to uh, quote a very famous person. His name is Buzz Aldrin, and his quote was, it never happened. It was just animation. You can take that any way you want. But to me, it sounds like it never happened and that they animated or faked the footage. And there are plenty, there's plenty of evidence supporting that. And as there is, just in case anyone's going, Darren, of course a moon land has happened. What are you want about you, tinfoil hat wearing that uh, from Plymouth? Uh, I'll just tell you this. There's a million pounds available for any independent person who can prove that humans, human beings, went to the moon because they always go, oh, there's a reflecting mirror there and we're sending signals bouncing it off about... That can be put up there easily. We can just send a robot to do that. We can just send a drone. Uh, we can send one of those Indian drones. Remember the footage of the Indian, Indian landing? Yeah, that was all CGI as well. Very, very cheap Indian CGI. Uh, Rohan, this is the last time that you come on uh, air with me this year. No doubt I'll be inviting you back on uh, next year because Dick and Deeker and TNT are going to be going stronger and stronger and stronger uh, in 2024. Uh, anything positive that you want to say to the audience and what are your New Year's resolutions? I think that the festive season is coming and it's always a time of peace and reflection, you know, even during the, the first war, the famous football game during that first year. I think it's I think it's time that everybody sort of steps back a bit. Everything's getting very crazy and, and we want to sort of calm down and, and come together again. Try and remember what's important, you know, family, friends, community and, and stick to that. I think that my only New Year's resolution is just to, to try and uh, attack corruption a little bit harder attack corruption a little bit harder uh, i say that every time that i go to bed at night what are you doing T tomorrow 
Darren, when you get up, you're going to attack corruption a little bit harder. And that's exactly what we all try to do here on Digging Deeper and on TNT Radio uh, throughout 2024. My New Year's resolutions, I'll get them in now because of my next guest, I might not have the opportunity to because there's a lot I want to talk to her about, is uh, I've given up smoking, but I'm still having a few chamomiles. Yeah, I, I think I want to get rid of that in 2024. And the other thing is, and I talked about this, Ivor, he gave me some diet advice, Ivor Cummins did last week, is that I, I went to put my jeans on this morning and it was a struggle. Yeah, I'm a size 34 inch waist and I had to really, really breathe in a little bit before I went for my morning walk before I come on air. And I'm like, I'm planning my big, big walk next year. It's still on for those that are listening. I know I haven't talked about it much. Uh, I have had a bad back and I've now got a bad belly because it's massive. So my plan is to get really, really fit, I think, for the first three months of next year in preparation uh, for a walk around the UK. Uh, do you want to join me on that walk, Ram? You want, to do, you want to do a little bit across um, Dartmoor? Uh, I'm not really yet. a walking type. I'm, I'm, I'm just like a dwarf built for short distances. <laughs> You're built for short distances. Uh, and this is a man who lives in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of woodland. Uh, oh, someone's talking oh, more about... Oh, this is from Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, we we're talking about the moors, it was at uh, the moon. Uh, he's saying, I haven't explained how the moon works on both sides of the planet. It works in the same way on one side of the planet as it does on the exact opposite side of the ball. I think he's trying to get me to have a dig at the flat earthers there. It doesn't go around in a circle like that. It, the gravity uh, affects the planet on all sides, depending on where the moon is in its orbit around the planet. Uh, Rohan. Thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, always great to have you on the show. Uh, I'll invite you back in the new year. Uh, you look nice and bright and uh, and uh, and fresh. I like it. I like that look, Rohan. Maybe we can get when we record a conversation together in the future. Uh, maybe we can always have you looking like this, mate. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Merry Christmas, everyone. And everyone else, Amory Waters is incoming in just a few moments here on TNT Radio. Mm-hmm.